Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Steven Universe Band Podcast. Today, this will be our second time talking about Steven Bomb 6. I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm David. Yes, this is our first episode with our two new podcasters. Welcome, welcome to both of you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Yep, same. <laughs> so, uh, since you weren't here the first time, I guess it's only right that you guys lead the charge. What did you think of the bomb? It was good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, For me, I mean, the only bomb that's better than this one, I think, would be Steven Bomb 5, because that was, every part of that bomb needed to be there, whereas for this, it's like Lion 4 really feels tacked on, they really should have had stuck together as the as the last one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I like the bomb overall, but... Uh, it still carries over some of the issues I felt with some of the recent episodes with, um, I guess because Steven's dealing with his identity and he keeps pushing this idea of um, being linked to Rose Quartz more and actually calling himself by that name and confronting that idea. Uh, leads It leads to a lot of melodrama sometimes, I feel. <laughs> so... Um, Although I want to be right there with Steven and everything he's feeling, sometimes the stakes just don't seem right. And also, some things just get uh, have that cartoon logic that uh, makes a moment that should feel more serious or interesting less so. Like, Steven getting trapped in that log was the most convenient <laughs> thing to happen uh, for him to not yeah. have any action uh, that he could do. So, um, things like that were bothering. <laughs> yeah, every time I watch that scene, I'm like, come on, Steven, you gotta get out of there. <laughs> Seriously. Get out of there, save Connie, save the world. And then when he does get out, it's just like, oh, slip through the bottom. Like, come on, man, figure that out sooner. But oh, And well. then, no, he can't even get all the way out, so he just Saxton Hales his way out of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, for the record, I could have done that at any time. Right, and he was way more prepared when he, you know, gets stuck in Topaz later. He had a plan going in. There was no plan with the log. And also, (laughs) just further... There was no plan with the log. The thing that got him there and into the forest, I felt that um, the search for uh, Onion and the missing people uh, was also weak at some points. Like, they were sort of padding out time, especially in the previous episode the good lars his short search i wonder if i'm confusing it but his short search where he's just yelling around felt like they were just killing some time i thought that scene actually made a lot of sense he goes to lars's house then he just runs around asking around hey is anyone seeing lars nope yeah i I thought it was okay uh you talked about his search for everybody else in are you my dad though i that might be what i'm thinking of no. I really liked the, maybe they all went on vacation? No, Stephen. <laughs> it's like classic Stephen, and then he has to like, no. No, that's not what's happening. It's like, just try to look on the bright side of things. He's he, he's still trying after all that he's been through. I'll, I'll tell you my biggest disappointment about this bomb. Mm-hmm. I can't find anywhere to buy Ube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to go like to Oriental store, I think, to find that. Because it's, you know, it's particularly mm-hmm. an Asian item. From the Philippines and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, there was this one particular chain that is supposed to have the, like, the most authentically, this is where all the Filipino people 
by their Ube stuff, and it's like, no stores anywhere near me. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not driving to Houston to get mass-produced uh, sweet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the product placement that probably uh, got me the most were those uh, khakis. Um <laughs> the distinguished boy, yes. Yes, I really hope Jamie's uh, mailbag was actually with him the whole time with Topaz. So hopefully he hung on to those. And after, uh, you know, Stephen heads off to Homeworld, he has some uh, khakis, some distinguished khakis waiting for him. Unfortunately, Jamie lost his mailbag when uh, Topaz captured Connie. So it's, it's lying in the woods somewhere. Oh. Unless oh, Stephen had the presence of mind to take his distinguished khakis with him to the temple. I mean, those are pretty important to him early in the episode. Maybe he remembered. Hmm. I mean, it, it's possible, but I don't know. He was kind of worried about Connie being kidnapped. He might have forgot about the khakis. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe she'll maybe she'll go back and pick them up, because she knows where they fell. It's not like Stephen isn't known for uh, doing repeat orders either. Uh, he yeah. got <laughs> quite a few of those... Um, Oh, what were they? Those sea uh, pals. Sea pals. So there could be more khakis in a, in its future. Yeah. I mean, it's not like his dad's not still loaded. I mean, boats are expensive, but he yeah. was still able to afford that watch in Stephen's dream. So I love that. I hope they still keep taking <laughs> advantage of that fact that Greg just has money lying around. And a new car. Ooh, that's what we need. We need back to the home world. It may not be a DeLorean, so it can't go uh, anywhere in time, but uh, it is a Dondi Supremo. <laughs> yeah, hey. I wonder where the national government is right now for their space travel. Maybe we could fund, they could fund an adventure out to Steven, but who knows how long he's even going to be out there anyway. I mean... Well, it's it's in another galaxy, so I'm thinking we need a little bit better than uh, what we got today. Yeah. Pearl's knowledge seems to be mostly propulsion-based, too, so... So primitive. <laughs> so, I mean, just, if, if, we're, if we're just talking, uh, just if we haven't got down to any more set parts yet, I just want to say uh, something I very much regret not saying last time I talked about this, but when Barb asked, what kind of mother would I be if I didn't make a copy of all of my daughter's keys? <laughs> a normal mother, Barb. You would be a normal mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I thought that scene played out pretty well with um, them going into the back of the big donut and sort of the darkness and ambiance of just the big donut being closed. I thought it was good, like visually for setting up oh, yes. the sort of change. But what I didn't like was right before that, when Steven is uh, trying to open the door and then Barb pops out. That scene, until it cuts to Barb's face, Barb is standing still, and I thought that was such a, like, just still with a smile on her face, and the scene was just held out too long, and there's so many little animation pieces that are mm. inconsistent through the bomb where I just really miss, I don't know, some of the earlier consistency, but that's really Cartoon Network's fault for uh, outsourcing some of the animation, I think, to Rough Draft. There was like a... So, post on the subreddit a while ago comparing um some of the frames between rough draft and whoever the normal studio is and mm. i gotta say i can tell like between some things where they just i don't know don't even make an effort to i don't know animate between some of the keyframes or anything lots of still actions 
I did not notice that uh, in Are You My Dad, but I'll tell you what what just jumped right out at me in I Am My Mom was how Alexandrite was animated, or should I say not animated at all? Yeah. Just standing perfectly (laughs) still, and it's like, you can just hear the animators be like, oh, good grief, you just made us do all of this fight scene, and now you want us to do this fusion too? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and there, that that part too. I'm not trying to be like uh, ultra negative for my debut episode, but um, like the there was a lot of I don't know cartoon logic playing out too with um both Topaz and Aquamarine kind of in the background, just letting Steven talk to his friends. Like I feel like there was a lot of times where they were standing in the background, maybe the camera was off them, and just for convenience, they weren't doing anything while either Steven and Connie could talk or I don't know, like Topaz, I just felt like, I mean, I guess she's a heavy hitter. And so she kind of, her fighting style is standing and swinging, but there were a lot of times like Sadie bit Topaz's finger and she ran off and Topaz just stood there with a stoic face. And I'm like, I mean, go after her. Like you're supposed to be, I don't know. So some of that, the action in the spaceship, I don't know, could have been different. Also, it looks like they had maybe planned some more stuff. There's a shot where Steven is in his spiked bubble, and I thought that was an interesting detail because we never actually see him start doing that. So I feel like there could have been like a missing part where we actually see that action. Maybe he gets hit and tries using the spike ball, but instead it's just sort of left as a detail that, I don't know, seemed like a missed opportunity. (laughs) Also, I really can't... My my mind is just empty right now. I can't think of anything. (laughs) So another small detail I noticed. uh, I know there was some disappointment last week from the wiener in hand being removed, although it's been that way for a while. But there were some other great uh, background signs. There was uh, sticky buns, which I personally like in Funland as a replacement for wiener in hand. Maybe it's not as suggestive but uh still pretty funny and then also i just like the sour cream soda just so duh on the label um i don't know there's still plenty of opportunities even though the background pieces aren't so much giving us lore anymore we do get a lot of i don't know just the background yeah, as far as background continuity goes, everybody's like, oh, remember that picture of Yellowtail that Vidalia was painting? It's finished. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Nora Universe. Who would watch a show called Nora Universe? Yeah, so did you see that um, CN aside that uh, Cartoon Network posted on their Facebook page? Yes, um, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that um, that was Rebecca's, uh, I guess, name that uh, another name that she would have had is that what it was? Yeah, the yeah. Names her parents that's were what it was, Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> well, like I guess it's. I mean, Stephen Sugar. Not many people know him, so you can go ahead and name the main character after him. But uh, <laughs> if uh, if you have four Rebecca, then you're getting a little too meta. <laughs> yeah. Somebody call Catbug. He'll know what to do. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that Sophia and I did talk about uh, the. Quartz's as hoarders last time. I gotta say that uh, Rose Quartz's hoard, not nearly as impressive as I would have expected. Maybe maybe most of it's buried. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like that um, there, there's a lot more going on there. Obviously, lots of talk on the fact that, 
you know, those look like legs and that's probably a spaceship. Um, but, uh, you know, she was because of like Buddy's book, we've seen that she hung out in the desert a lot without the crystal gems knowing what she was doing. We're not really sure why she liked hanging out with a bunch of lions. And then she has this whole secret hoard that has a really impressively large key, which either is just that large because, uh, you know, plot convenience, it's supposed to make us think that it's really important. And then it just turns out to be for a trash heap or, you know, it actually is something important. It's a metaphor for the episode as a whole. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> if I may spit a little bit of fire. Whew. Just a, just a scotch. Yeah, I mean, also seeing if that is like, if those are legs and part of a spaceship. I think the proportions work better with it as part of a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, like fingers, I guess. Those could be like the joints on a, yeah, that makes sense. I've mm-hmm. always thought of the temple as the original crystal gem spaceship, although that's just a fan theory that I don't know if we'll ever have a conclusion on, but ever since like we saw the crystal heart and then seeing sort of how the uh, hand ship that Peridot and Jasper came in had the veins and sort of a similar, uh, some parts of it were reminiscent of the inside of the temple. Uh, I don't know. That always seemed to be a connection. So if this was another hand ship, I feel like it wouldn't have been the crystal gems, but specifically something just connected to Rose. You know, the crystal heart is something. Episode four, we <laughs> first saw the crystal heart, and we still know nothing about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, people might not think much of Together Breakfast, but there's some pretty... The whole crushed gems thing, I don't know if we'll ever see that come up again, but I'm really excited to be seeing Homeworld in the upcoming episodes, but I feel like Steven's not going to be there too long, just based on the titles and synopses, at least for yeah, this unfortunately. visit. So I don't know if we'll see anything like crushed gems being used or anything, but uh, I'd be really excited to see stuff like that come into importance again. One interesting thing uh, about uh, Aquamarine's uh, voice actress, she played uh, the young Judy Hopps in Zootopia. I thought that was interesting. Oh, I really like that movie. I didn't even know the connection. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, because I I went to her IMDb listing and it's like, well, yeah, sure, Zootopia is a high profile movie, but it's how long? How 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 many lines did she get in there? She was just like in the beginning. Yeah, so just not very long. Whereas with Aquamarine, she gets to go, she gets to ham it up for a, a lot. Yeah, very important in a few episodes. Yeah, honestly, I think she's some of the best voice acting on the show. I mean, I just really liked such a distinct voice compared to everyone else i don't know i feel like we probably won't see much of her once we go to trial but which is too bad but yeah Mm. just a great performance yeah she she really reminds me of annie from league of legends at one point where she says topaz (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's right when she's asking topaz to remind me did the diamond specify alive Man, I wish that moment had just had like one second longer with... I loved that tension and seeing Jimmy's face because, like I said, for some of the bomb, some of the drama felt sort of melodramatic, but there, the tension was so much more real. And I I mean, yeah. Jamie is the dramatic character. (laughs) I loved his monologue once they were on the (laughs) ship, too. (laughs) It was... There was some video 
posted to Facebook where Ms. Sugar was talking about Aquamarine and Topaz, and one of the juxtapositions was Young Gem versus Old Gem. Hmm. And when you think about that, doesn't Aquamarine's little monologue and her whole you ruined my moment kind of sound like this might be her first or at least one of her first missions? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I still really want to see, you know, with like Peridot at one point, I was kind of thinking she was a younger gem. There still hasn't really been any really like confirmed young gem yet. So that would be really interesting if Aquamarine, who's like really high ranking and is so powerful or high up that you know she's barely bothered to do anything except when asked by the diamonds directly and even when doing it doesn't like doing the work uh you know if she was also a really recently created gem that'd be a cool dynamic to see more so uh, we haven't mentioned dugout which is kind of like the odd episode out i guess i guess i mean everybody's seen the whole carbon san diego aesthetic that uh, Veronica Cucamonga has, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's like... I, I know I'm not the only one because I've seen I've seen side-by-sides. I think I've even seen fan art of it. Although don't quote me on that. I have to say, just shout out to uh, Avian Surashu on the beginning of this one. I just love the jazz starting off and just um, a really great like sax performance. Um, <laughs> it's uh, probably the most distinct uh song out of the whole set uh in the bomb i I really liked uh doug uh, who i still don't think his name was ever actually said yeah (laughs) it's crazy we've had ian's confirmation way back in the day of what his name was and then it's in the title but like no one will speak it Hmm. yeah he's he's credited as doug maheshwaran so like it's it's technically in there. Oh, okay. Like in the in the video information, it is recorded in the Hall of Records <laughs> that he is Doug Maheshwaran, but they, hmm. they, they still haven't said, oh, hey, Doug, nice to see you. Yeah, I guess it's hard to fit in those hmm. name drops. And who knows if Connie's mom... Especially when he's working with children. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of Mr. Maheshwaran. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, clearly what he needs to do is marry Vidalia and therefore adopt sour cream. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know. Yeah, what do you want, Doug? <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't think sour cream could ever be salty towards Doug. He's he's too cool a dad. Oh, yeah. Garnet needs to give up the cool dad jacket to Doug. <laughs> Although he's got a pretty cool jacket of his own. Yeah, yeah, I liked how that was actually the jacket we've seen Connie wearing earlier in... um. Whatever Beach it City was. Drift. Yeah, Beach City Drift where they were racing. Yeah, that was cool. Gumballs. <laughs> yeah, that was a great use of uh, Steven actually using his powers right at the right time. Um, Guess who remembered to float? Yeah. So, I mean, did you guys have anything else to add? Uh, any questions? I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the upcoming uh, Wanted uh, one hour special. I've already seen the first episode of it. Um, yeah, I think we all have at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put it out on the app. They sent it out to the on-demand providers. I mean, if you're a fan, they've made it easy for you to watch. They want you to be hyped. Which is why I'm so surprised that it looks like the this week we're not going to get any reruns at all for Steven Universe. I feel like they're pretty much um, just, you know, realizing that their audience is mostly online. And you had that way back with Legend of Korra where it was even more 
more fan outcry back in the day for the show going completely online. But I mean, I think that's just where people are watching and even kids are, you know, obviously using the app. I think that's where they really want, uh, you know, episodes to premiere maybe sometimes. And then the channel's just sort of a Teen Titans go and rerun, you know, backlog. But I'll see. But I was so happy when they were like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let Steven rerun a half an hour, uh, seven to seven thirty each night because that's the time slot you're gonna want to be watching on when the premiere airs. That's that's what they should be doing. It's like this: you control the time slot that you air your premieres in. That's a nice predictable schedule to get the fans to watch the premieres. But they take it away the week before a big event that they actually have been advertising." in uh, other time slots. For a while, they were only advertising it in Steven Universe's time slot, but uh, later, last week, they were advertising it uh, in non-Steven Universe time slots as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i just given up on predicting <laughs> how how they make their airing schedule. So, you know, and they gave all those uh, rerun blocks like names too and hyped them up on their different social media channels. So I don't know. I don't know why it's going silent before a major event, but maybe they have faith in it. Hopefully they change their mind and put the reruns back. They can and will make substitutions like up to the 12 hours before it happens. <laughs> but yeah, um, also I'll keep my eyes peeled. I will definitely be tuning in to see if it's really gumball at seven o'clock <laughs> or if it is in fact Steven, but so we got one week until, until wanted airs. Oh, that's going to be good. I wonder if we'll see White Diamond. Yeah, I hope so. so the so you guys have like obviously read the names and synopses. I mean, it seems it it's not exactly taking. I I would imagine for four episodes. Um, it I, I just can't imagine Stephen actually escaping so easily or whatever. I'm not sure how how he's going to get out of this one. I mean, we've seen in the promo like he's directly in front of diamonds. It's pretty hard to run from him, which it looks like he's trying to do. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I feel like White Diamond, though. I don't know. I feel like they got to play that card another time. That would be so much to cram into yeah. this special. Because they got a lot of footage of him escaping and a good amount of footage of him face to face with the diamonds. At yeah. least with Blue Diamond, she gets right up in his grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best chance for White Diamond is maybe like a phone call at the end from one of the diamonds, like something, you know, suggesting that it's about to get more serious for the rest yeah, of the season. Uh, but. Hey, Rose Quartz escaped. She what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We we need to get the uh, the voice actor from Up who did the goofy voice for the mean dog. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could I could see that working. It is I, White Diamond, the supreme evil authority on the whole world. I don't know if I would be extremely disappointed or just or just incredibly, just completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, maybe maybe for April Fools they do a rerun of it with her voice lines redubbed in a funny way. That that would be okay. Oh man, I would be okay with that. I mean, we got googly eyes uh, this year, so maybe next year they can uh, redub some episodes. Kind of a Steven Universe abridged, but this time it's official. Just, you know, who, whoever happens to be in the office that day. So it sounds like that we've reached a natural end. Uh, does anyone have anything else about Steven Bomb 6 they want to say? 
Um, it was a, it's a very good bomb, and I hope that uh, the uh, wanted special is um, is awesome. <laughs> you and me both. Oh jeez, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just hope for you know they're going to be having a lot of pretty serious material coming up if Steven's going to be on Homeworld. So I just hope that they can um, hopefully cut out some of the more melodramatic elements from this past bomb. That's. <laughs> my biggest hope for the upcoming special. So we'll see. Yep. Before we go, I just want to say that the soundtrack for Steven Universe is pre-orderable right now. Um, by the time this episode goes out, there will be, I think, 12 days to go until it launches officially. But uh, check that out. We, we might talk about it uh, next week. We'll see if we can find a way to make an episode about music we're not putting in the episode. But uh, we'll be here next week waiting for Wanted. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm David. Later, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.